Welcome to Kali Tribune podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about utopian principle and limits to dialogue, i.e. about an extent to which this principle in fact stifles the dialogue all the way down to making it impossible. Now, just to correct myself in advance a bit, uh, the word limit is not uh, entirely accurate for the simple reason. Uh, When we say limit, uh, we tend to think about something that lies in the future. That is to say, when we say the limits of free speech, for instance, Uh, we tend to think about uh, the extent to which we can exercise our free speech and then uh, hit head-on on on some kind of obstacle. What I mean here, uh, in fact, is something that is, uh, if we look at temporal vectors, the opposite. I am talking about the limit that is imposed from the beginning. That is to say, I'm talking about impossibility as a limit. That is to say, the original original, um, obstacle to any kind of dialogue and how utopia and closely uh, congenial system principle or system thinking uh, brings about this impossibility to communication. Now... It may seem to you uh, at the outset that this is something that that is much talked about, uh, especially in the 20th century, uh, because utopia is one of those loaded words, uh, same like word ideology. And but I'll use it in a quite specific sense here, as you will see, and tr- attempt to pro- uh, to demonstrate that it is all prevalent today in the areas of politics and social life where in previous times not so long ago utopia was a thing of radicals that was not a mainstream today it is unfortunately mainstream <clears throat> so uh, to to introduce ourselves to the subject uh, before we start talking about some complex terms uh, let's see in everyday life where we meet this principle of inability to communicate inability to have dialogue well for most people inability to have dialogue especially in these contemporary societies is when they hit uh, the wall uh, of uh, those who are who based uh, their, their, their thinking and their understanding of politics and other things uh, on some systematic doctrine uh, usually those people are today uh, called people of the left. That is to say, this is a leftist uh, leftist political, political attitude. Uh, I, I always try to qualify that because not for the reason that the, this is very much present on the right, because it's questionable how much the right political way of thinking is present at all today. Uh, but uh, because the principle uh, that rules this kind of uh, system thinking and systemic uh, theoretical approach to the world before uh, trying to, to have a system before you approach the world at all and living uh, 
is something that is symptomatic for the left, but it transcends the left. It doesn't have to be leftist. It can be a racial principle also. It can be. It can come from the right. And racial principles were, uh, at some points in history, in some peoples, quite normal on the left too. Uh, but we won't go into 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 history of of politology, of course. Now, what I mean by this inability to communicate, I'll give you an example. Uh, you meet somebody who is uh, into this uh, sustainable development political theory. That is a prevalent uh, political theory of uh, of. Uh, non-national, supranational institutions, uh, be them corporations of political centers as Brussels for European Union, or perhaps Netflix, or perhaps uh, United Nations, which is a kind of uh, central hub for ideology or for uh, for theory of sustainable development. When you meet su- such people, uh, if there are true believers, which are few, for instance, in my country, you, uh, there are really few and far between, but there, there are some of those. And uh, nowadays we have a mayor of a capital, Zagreb, a mayor-elect, be one of those people. Uh, when you meet them, uh, you will be uh, hard-pressed for words to converse with them. Uh, the reason is not that they are very intelligent. Uh, reason also is not that sustainable development is so hard to understand in its principle. The reason is that sustainable development is the doctrine of the systemati- of standardization of systems. And as such, it is true and true, a form of system thinking. Uh, the trouble with systems is that system cannot be comprehended from the outside of the system. And for the system, in a true sense of the word, everything that is not a system is outside. And system is formed and transformed and standardized uh, by reacting. It's a reactive entity, if we may call it entity. It's a subjective construction by definition. Uh, by uh, by in some way interacting with this environment that is uh, always provoking it to uh, reform itself, re-standardize itself. But this standardization and reformation is always coming from the inside. It's a system decision. It's not something that, that happens automatically because by definition also system is a rational construct. Rational in the sense of subjective human rationality, on the one hand, or of the what's called self-reference. That is to say, ability of system to restructure itself uh, on rational grounds that don't need to be human. This is something that uh, connects uh, both uh, human system rationality and computer system rationality and they in sustainable development especially they stretch it to natural system rationality as if nature has a mind of its own uh, that is to say as if nation uh, nature is working on purpose 
But uh, in contrast to traditional understanding of nature, for instance, Aristotle comes to mind, this telos or purpose is understood as a function. Because system, uh, system thinking is in fact imposing, attempt to impose a form on reality, rational form, not discover the rational form as the traditional metaphysics thought, but to infuse everything with rational form, to use words from early Club of Rome document, predicament of mankind, it is to invent the, the form. Over the, they openly claim that they have to invent invent the world problem upon which the world system will standardize itself in the late late 60s or the previous century. And this is the inception of, of sustainable development. The reason why it's so hard or not, well not impossible to have dialogue with these people is because you cannot have dialogue with them if you are not part of the system. The other thing is, if you oppose them and one should oppose them, every step of the way, uh, it is very problematic how you will oppose them in the debate. There is a very strict limit to debate with these people. The reason is that everybody who is out of their theoretical construct in which they understand society, nature, economy in a very specific, complicated way, now they incorporated uh, race relations also, as most of us know, uh, for instance, this kneeling at the uh, European uh, Football Cup is also part of sustainable development doctrine. When you strip it to essentials, yeah, people are wrong, I think, to uh, to believe that this is simply some kind of <coughs> uh, leftist eccentricity. It is uh, quite systematic, in fact. Maybe not intentionally so, but it dovetails in this uh, system theory of supranational institutions that is always uh, on its way to impose its rules on societies across the world, especially in the Western world, in Europe and USA, and especially in Western Europe. Eastern Europe and continental Europe are pushing back to a various extent depending on the country. So, problem with system is when you criticize system, so you are opposed to sustainable development, uh, you are deconstructing it. Because construction and deconstruction, the very concept of deconstruction so popular today uh, relies on assumption that you are deconstructing a system. You cannot deconstruct, in fact, Plato, although... Jacques Derrida was famous for his uh, deconstruction from, of so-called deconstruction of Plato from his dialogue uh, uh, Phaedros and so on and so forth, but it is in fact, in my opinion, just an illusion. <clears throat> the idea is uh, that you can, uh, that there is a system to Plato, there is a system to Aristotle, there is a system to scholastics, there is not. Uh, I have to announce that on Kali Tribune we'll uh, try to give, uh, give uh, in writing a, a very exhaustive explanation why those that traditional way of thinking was not systematic. It was not chaotic, but it was uh, neither systematic because system is imitation of intellect. 
of intellectual activity. It's an imitation uh, uh, that, sh- that is today understood as a kind of original, that there is nothing it imitates, but that it is the original form of rationality, even in this uh, in terms of self-reference, because self-reference gives system thinking thinkers ability to subsume everything under the notion of system, especially uh, artificial intelligence uh, in the way they project that it will exist in the future and, uh, and break the human hegemony <laughs> in the end. But that's the story in itself. So... You want to deconstruct the system of sustainable development. I'll give you one example of this attempt, of this procedure. So they tell you that water is, uh, drinking water is a human right. And this is typical sustainable development hijinks. Because everybody wants to have rights, they are giving you right, because uh, sustainable development is always giving explicitly only taken away implicitly. Uh, Who wouldn't want to have a human right to water? Well, I wouldn't. For a simple reason that water is not right. Water is need that is present in this world. Uh, By making it a human right, uh, uh, first of all, you claim that water resources or uh, this is already I'm already falling into sustainable development not resources water as it is uh, it's 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 uh, supply and so on and so forth uh, human interaction with water is uh, is a matter of of legislature in absolute sense that is to say you are making turning water into commodity by this by calling it right that's uh, think about if 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 they say that air, breathing air, is a human right, which is more or less the same thing. Doesn't this feel odd a bit? Well, it is because uh, rights, having rights, in this sense, of human rights, of what United Nations mostly uh, are tasked with promoting. The idea of human rights is that they can be regulated. It's not about giving you a right to drink water because this is your natural need and natural right. There is nobody who can define it or redefine it. It's just It just is. System thinking cannot function on justice. It cannot function on reality that cannot be uh, explained in the system, where explanation means giving a overruling of reality in the sense of overpowering reality. When you define water as human rights, you put water under control. This is the point. And you cannot do that. You cannot control, in, in absolute sense, nature. You cannot control, in absolute sense, human needs. Therefore, you cannot propose human rights. I know when when Americans, for instance, uh, President Roosevelt, uh, Franklin Delano, uh, said that you have freedom of fear, for instance, freedom of want. He didn't legislate this. This is like an ideal. And in this sense, it can even function. But nobody can give you a law that will make you free of fear. 
and he shouldn't because in that case uh, uh, those aspects of human being that are not under control of human being in an absolute sense are put under control of the legal system and not only legal system this is just the entrance because uh, a system works with logic with very simple logic that very soon becomes very complex, uh, creates very complex structure. It has to have an entrance point, and entrance point is, I would say, legislation. And then it goes in all other aspects of life. So, now I want to refute. I think I just refuted uh, sustainable development, but problem is, for somebody who accepted this systemic thinking as the only way thinking possible, I haven't refuted anything. I'm talking nonsense. I'm completely out. And the problem is that he is right from this perspective. And this is the perspective that is systemic and utopian. So I use the word, uh, the expression utopia, especially for this systematic thinking. It is based on system thinking. It is based on thinking that absolute solution to contingencies of this world can be brought about. This is utopian thinking in, 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 the, uh, in the context of this podcast. It is my contention that it not only makes dialogue impossible, but it makes political action in a traditional sense completely impossible. And the only action in an ideal sense for this utopian thinking, the only action, political action possible is a totalitarian action. <laughs> slash utopian action, which in the end amounts to the same. Now, uh, deconstructing system does not refute system. It just uh, ejects you out of the system. This is the problem. This is a huge problem. And you have... Uh, every system is built on simple uh, propositions, not principles, propositions. So you come to these propositions and sustainable development proposition is, is, is uh, imposing on of invention of human rationality on everything and making it such that it can be sustainable, that it can be controlled. It's a system of absolute control, in a word. I've wrote a lot about it. I don't want to repeat myself. Uh, you can reference to my writings on, on some of the UN documents on this subject. Anyway, every dialogue, as Plato knew, Plato, the master of philosophical, written philosophical dialogue, is built upon a reality, an agreement on the nature of reality. And in Greek philosophy, uh, both in Plato and Aristotle, you have this agreement uh, 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 as an assumption, agreement on first principles. In systems th thinking, you have no agreement on first principles, because first principles are principles of both the world, and both external and internal. I don't say external world and us, because this is the wrong assumption. This is not the way you can approach reality. This is how systems approach reality. You have subject and object and they are in split, so subject has to somehow come to object. No. Originally, and most people, in my opinion, in my experience, uh, in fact think in this original way, but don't reflect upon it, is that uh, you are immersed in reality. You are part of reality. Reality is part of you. 
and uh, this reality yields principles as is as are logical principle of the uh, uh, non-contradiction you cannot say a and not a for something at the same instant but this uh, system can take this form a logical form but it uh, releases it from the touch with reality so it it uh, it uses logical forms for pure subjective constructs and if you want to refute uh, something in the end you'll have to come to reality so in Plato's dialogues when Socrates in especially elenchic dialogues uh, called uh, for uh, the term elenchos means uh, roughly refutation those are early platonic dialogues uh, where Socrates just uh, refutes some idea of his interlocutor, for instance, uh, somebody who is cer certain that he knows what is courage, he brings him in the situation to see that he really had wrong conception of courage. But the <clears throat> idea why Socrates can do that is because he brings him to the reality of his knowledge, or that is to say, of his ignorance. Not uh, to the uh, logical conclusion of his wrong ideology. Because something like this, like ideology, utopia, or uh, system, did not exist, obviously, at that time. And in the form we use it now. And this is extremely problematic thing. Because <clears throat> most of the conservatives, or, or right-wingers, or whatever, anybody, traditionalists, anybody, it's... Uh, trying, uh, in my country, I would even say the masses of people who feel that this is wrong, they cannot articulate themselves. The reason why they cannot, not only uh, let alone because not everybody can, not masses of people cannot articulate themselves, that's why they need leaders. Uh, the problem is that no articulation can counter this. Because every articulation that comes from reality is first of all partial articulation because you cannot be absolutely articulated. You cannot give an account why, for instance, I remember somebody asking me what is nation, what is people. You cannot give absolute answer to this question. Uh, the difference between me and, and these standard conservative thinkers and so on is that I believe that there is an answer only uh, you're not we are not capable of, of uh, maybe of giving it in a full form but the, the the logos the intelligibility of what people is exists only not all things that exist we can know this is the problem we can we must conjecture and for the whole of human history, this was the way how things functioned. And this is the way how dialogue functioned, in, especially in politics, when politics allowed for dialogue. At least dialogue among kings uh, and between rulers was always there. Uh, when sovereignty was not in the people, as we are taught to, that it is today. Although I would challenge that assumption. Uh, <coughs> system and reality don't meet. This is my point. And this is enormous strength for a system. In a world, in a world where everything is built on what they call dialogue. And this brings us to the central point of this podcast. This is what I call dialogue. Uh, this kind of politics, utopian politics, where everything has to be shown to be all right, where all the rights have been 
honored where you can inflate these human rights into kingdom come. This kind of thinking makes political action in fact impossible. Those people are not acting. Now what this means? Does this mean that uh, police cannot do its job? Uh, if we understand the job of police as it was understood 30 years ago, let's say, I would claim it cannot. It can act only insofar as it acts in systematic way, that is to say, as it acts according to principle of the systems, not on the principle of solving problems. This is inability to act. This inability to act is something that you can see in communism. Uh, why, for instance, in communism, uh, you, you cannot accept the reality uh, that classes are not uh, necessarily at war with each other and that class could just be the wrong term to talk about people, society. And also that uh, classes that are deemed hostile to revolution uh, can be uh, in, in, a, in a way a complete opposite from what, uh, what Marxist central planner uh, is claiming. So, if Marxist central planner would uh, accept this, he would, for instance, in Russia, some kulaks, uh, he would live alone, some kulaks, he would uh, wage uh, war maybe with some other kulaks, group of kulaks. Uh, he would make alliances, uh, his, maybe they would elect kulak for the president of, 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 uh, of uh, Politburo, and so on and so forth. All things could have happened. Something very good example of what I'm thinking about, of, opposite, of, of, of this is, for instance, and you have countries like England that for don't have a written constitution. In fact, that uh, have a, a huge body of laws that come from customs and from rational interpretation post fact, ex post facto of customs. This is how it used to be. This is how laws come about. But this kind of thinking is verboten. It's forbidden for system thinking. And... Uh, to return to the example of communists, political inaction, result of political inaction is eradication of all kulaks. Because in, you cannot be uh, do politics without action because the basis of politics is praxis. It is human act, energeia of human, uh, mor human moral energeia that is, uh, that can be uh, exercise the individual life and in political life, but political life is a higher form. Uh, it has to find its way. It has to exist. It's not uh, up to us whether we will be political or won't be political, or moral or immoral. When you put a form of system on this act, you uh, deform it into something else. It cannot act based on uh, problems. It cannot act based on reality that cannot always be comprehended or given account of and that changes. It must act exclusively on principle. 
which means it cannot act in 99,9% of situations that are contingent to system because in sustainable development, for instance, everything is outside of the system and uh, because this is uh, necessary for system to work towards encompassing everything. It has to work on assumption that nothing is in it and that it has to become so complex to uh, engulf everything. And what you get is a totalitarian action. This is totalitarian action is in effect a form of inaction. It is a result of inaction, of complete inability to act at the right moment and for the right reasons. And then it is a kind of absolute act that uh, uh, tries with one stroke to erase all problems. And this was true for communism. We have a lot of uh, examples from Cambodia to Russia to Yugoslavia, Hungary, Magyarska. Take your pick. This is worse. Sustainable development is worse because it is absolute. In communism, communists were people uh, that had mostly all communist experience of of, of coming into power, of consolidating power, very unscrupulous people, but people who dealt with realities, or had bureaucrats and apparatchiks and murderers, assassins, and terrorists to do that job for them. And usually it would end up that those guys would end up leading the whole thing, as in with Stalin and Russia. Uh, <coughs> sustainable development. Uh, I think relies more on technology and on technologized humans, so human beings who, who think in technological binary terms, who, who are already uh, brainwashed enough to interiorize these sustainable development principles, not to question them. And the problem I see with this, as I said, is how to counter it. Uh, I don't think that uh, countering it in a rational manner is possible. I think that uh, I, for, the, for the reasons I just, uh, just gave a moment ago. I don't think there is a touch between intellect and system. System is, is, is inversion of intellect. And people fall for systems because they crave the whole. They, they crave understanding of the whole. They crave knowledge, in fact. And system offers you absolute knowledge. System offers you uh, always to be right. I mean, if you are a sustainable man, uh, you will never do wrong. You will erase the past of your peoples, where your peoples maybe did some genocide or other, or being as as it's now common in the West with this uh, Africa uh, worship, uh, purpose of which is, in my opinion, systemic purpose of erasing the past, because it is very important for system to have a blank slate, because past is a temporal vector of reality. Past is the thing that is always there. So, future is something else. Past, reality and past in, in a logic, in, 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 in thinking of human mind, are congenial. So, if you want to have system that will overpower 
the reality as it has to do to exist you have to try to erase it and this is just a segment of this process I won't even start about uh, gay movement gay rights and so on I talked a lot about it which is the craziest this is the uh, the gay marriage and such things that's that's peak crazy where that was passed a long time ago as I see in the West even in the 90s the early 90s when you cross that Rubicon uh, every uh, every lunacy can be accepted uh, if you want to uh, get yourself back on your feet if you really believe in this craziness you will have to retrace your steps and admit that you were wrong and that you were duped in, in, in practically in a kind of magical thinking in a completely unreal, illusory uh, uh, advocacy of illusory, impossible societal in, in institution and that you have a huge problem uh, in the intelligence department a leak of epic proportions and nobody likes to retrace his steps uh, and face something like that but unfortunately it's necessary for those who fell for something like this because uh, going for it always goes further now you have different kinds of rights of these men that identify as women or squirrels or whatnot uh, and people who who now see that shit hits the fan, excuse my language, uh, are trying to retrace their steps to original noble ideas of, I don't know, homosexual movements or feminism. No, <laughs> won't do. I'm sorry, because you have to, you have to, uh, you have to let go of all of it. It's absolutely destructive. And this is, uh, I'm just trying to give you an example of what I mean by this utopian system thinking. So this is utopia in this context. And problem is that in democracies of today, this is a huge problem. You cannot have a party that does not have a utopian program. You cannot have it. You cannot say, uh, for instance, or omit to say even that you will, I don't know, do everything to to uh, make every citizen uh, happy and uh, employed and uh, that you will not make uh, your country progress in the future and it's very arguable does progress even exist now that this illusion is coming to 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 the end of its tether uh, in a word you have to have utopian ideas utopian program in in order for plebs because most people amount to this derogatory term i use it advisedly i want to mince words uh, the plebs are common uh, law is common denominator and you have to have a program that uh, at least nominally names each and every member of this mass of people a king and queen or emperor even of the globe maybe of galaxy itself so this is a huge problem this is not an accident this comes from this systemic thinking we all have it in ourselves because if we if we didn't have it in ourselves we wouldn't have constitutions or political parties that cannot see beyond this uh, who would be uh, created or rather who would grow out of the real problems 
it, this is not to say that political actions are completely overpowered by this kind of utopian uh, nonsense because it what it amounts to is absolute sense amounts to absolute nonsense in systemic way there are traces but they are constantly under attack so in order to win uh, you have to choose your words in a way that practically y y you would be uh, y you would have to you would have to reject any kind of human weakness you would have to uh, build your political program on the idea that you are all saints that you you are leading party of saints for the constituency of saints and this is a complete nonsense and this was not always like that and people were aware that politics cannot that something politics cannot give you some things but this is well there are lots of reasons for this we won't go into them i talk and write a lot about those things one of the reasons is this dissolution of humanist principle it is the rejection of tradition in every possible understanding of the world, the word it's a, a rejection of continuity and uh, accepting of ancestry because ancestry is a very heavy burden. I find it uh, ironic that these internet right wingers like white nationalists or whatnot who operate from the internet from virtual world towards reality are so keen about ancestry because they live most of them live in the countries that are politically as far as i can see hell-bent on not having of erasing ancestry and uh, those people i think uh, are in fact enjoying the benefits of not having an ancestry and now they would like to have it but i don't think they are aware of uh, the full content of the package because ancestry is a cross for the uh, first instance a cross you have to bear not something that will necessarily make you happy but it is the relation to reality so to conclude this is the problem uh, with utopia with systemic utopia that is our everyday uh, present reality that it makes communication and dialogue and finally proxies political action impossible nobody acts and this is not a world uh, uh, playing with phrases as somebody like Foucault or some of those guys would do when it says sex was invented I don't know 19th century or whatever uh, phrases that he sold to American academia no this this is I think this can be defended as a, as a, as a logically valid statement based on reality because act is a specific thing i mean to act uh, there, there is a specific definition of what act is as opposed for instance for technological production and so on and so forth uh, the act as a as a free uh, uh, let's say a free activity based on principle on the certain mental state that is informed by certain moral principles is in politics i think impossible today because uh, precisely because of its partiality uh, because it cannot be systematized because it's free and sustainable development as a doctrine this is only one of the names this doctrine have but they used it 
for quite a long time so I prefer to use it rather than the term left because this is not entirely left. In, if in sustainable development once you they give you a right to water they make you a stakeholder concerning water. This is not Marxist my friends. This is not socialism in a, in, a, in a Marxist sense in the left sense. This is a, this is a corporate term being stakeholder. So think about it. I won't go into explaining it in this at this moment. Uh, so there, there we are, and this is a this is a very uh, very difficult thing, and it's quite normal that people don't see it and don't talk about it because it's very hard to to find a solution. Uh, because solution seems to be to opt out. And what this opting out means, that's a story in itself. And uh, maybe by opting out, work, uh, work on this, uh, work on the goal of opting out the system itself. Because I don't mean here system of governments and so on, but the system because you cannot do that. You cannot not in a crazy anarchist uh, sense. Because anarchists function very well in the context of sustainable development. They are part of it but rather in the sense of uh, a strengthening strengthening re, uh, so aspects of society that are based on reality be it family workplace be it politic political sphere whatever thank you for your attention this was Branko Malic from Kali Tribune signing out Thank you.